Sorry, we're closed. All right, another episode of Sorry We're Closed here. Guys, we, we're coming off one of our better episodes. A fun episode because we had a, a first guest in forever on the show, uh, a guy by the name of Dan Go, which I thought he had some great stuff. Um, we still have another clip to post about that. I think actually uh, our social team posted the um, the second clip. I just haven't got around to posting it yet. But uh, some good stuff there, some good stuff in, in that particular episode and what it did was it spurred a kind of interesting little i don't know it wasn't a debate because we did say in the group chat that we were going to wait to talk about on the podcast we thought it was a great topic but something if you guys noticed in the recent post was that dan was the only one in it and it wasn't really by uh by design uh tivo had just sent the group said hey listen we got some clips uh, but his answers were like lengthy, so we kind of it's kind of just him, and by kind of just him, it was just him. And so, you know, we were like, "That's fine." Like, I looked it over, Sean looked it over. We were both like, "Yeah, we like it still." So let's post it. So, a fast forward, I think maybe to the next day, two days later, whenever whenever we decided to post it, uh, Sean put in the group chat that it's funny how. How we see like it's just Dan. It's not us in the in the video, and we feel like we're watching like this legit ass person, like who has this huge following, and all of these like like there is no uncomfortability about it whatsoever. But the moment that Sean and I get into it, uh, it's like oh, who's this asshole? So first things first, before we get into that, we have to give Sean a little shit because he forgot his mic today. <laughs> How is my so, audio? Is my audio brutal? It's it's not great. <laughs> is it is it <laughs> is it just sound like I'm on a phone call? Yeah, it sounds like you're on a phone call. The other thing you have to be aware of, um, that it picks up everything. So we just heard you zipper up your your, your briefcase or whatever it is you have. I actually noticed so, you. Stu- I actually noticed you stuttered. I was like, oh, I think that. No, got oh me. yeah, we hear no, no tinkering everything. today, Sean. Okay, no tinkering. Yeah. Yes. No I think just the acoustics of that room is not great. No, I, no yeah. I, I will say I for for Thursdays going forward, I I I blocked off the mornings so nobody can schedule me for the mornings uh, mm-hmm. going forward. So this should be the final final episode where you have to deal with it. But uh, I, I accept all shit coming my way. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So we we have a little bit of a, uh, a hiccup there, but um, let's get into this because I I thought it was funny. That and I also thought, although Tivo, you didn't um, interact much on the on the previous episode with Dan. This particular topic, I mean, you've you have worked with a number of people throughout your career, whether it was at Barstool and now post Barstool. You have worked with a bunch of different types of personalities, and is this something that you see uh, like across the board? Do you see like no matter how big they get? Is this something you still kind of see where people are still like uncomfortable when like either posting about themselves or wh- whatever the case may be? Um, I think it's a great question. I think everybody's different. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't chime in as much because that wasn't my alley. You know, I don't want to chime in with the fitness and nose breathing. I let you guys run with that one. But mm-hmm. yeah, for this, I, I think the more so what I really recognized is as I crawled up my own little ladder in my career when I was working with, you know, 
back when you just were trying to get a gig for a couple bucks here and there, those people were more self-conscious. And then once you really started getting to that next level and the professional level, like specifically Barstool, people have already broken through that mental uh, plateau or that mental wall of that. They don't, they no longer care. They know what the game is and they're all in. I'll say the, the only thing I think that I ran into with some people or I saw was like when they're promoting something to buy. So when you're pushing product, I think some people take that very seriously and as they should, cause they're asking for your money and they want that to look and feel a certain way. But for just strictly the content game, getting in and putting out clips, once you get to the big leagues, like there's, there's not much of a mental block there. I think people are aware of their brand. So the only question would be like, well, is this something that I should be doing? Should I be in this show or should I be in this bit? Is this good for my brand? Is this in my alley? But I, I, once I got to that like high end professional level, whether it's working with the bands or working with, um, you know, DJs, barstool, anybody that's truly, truly what I would call a professional and content creation is a part of their professional job. Um, they're, they're ready to go and they understand what it does and the power of it. And, and they're all in what, uh, so you, you did the Dave Fortnoy show, right? Uh, yes. What? Like, so you look at a Dave Fortnoy, like, obviously he is unfiltered like like there's no care about the camera there um what's what's the difference between someone like us uh or somebody who's just getting started versus like what's like what's glaring to you like i it's very similar to kind of think what we talked about with like baseball and how i worked up my way up in the minor leagues and the guys uh, in the big leagues they gave less fucks they didn't care as much uh and like that was to me the most noticeable difference wasn't necessarily talent or execute like i mean i guess some level execution but yeah like where do you see like your big leagues versus the minor leagues what's what stands out to you (laughs) um i guess like Dave's just on a different stratosphere. It's like hard to compare. Yeah, I mean, Dave. I feel like that's somewhat it's of like a such Kobe a... Bryant, right? Like we're not talking right. about uh, you know Lou Williams versus so, the minor leagues, right? I mean, the demand for Dave's content is so high because he earned that, right? Like he banged the streets and did the newspapers, like so he says it all the time. Twenty years of building it, and in fifteen years, and then he's got the demand for the want for his voice and his content. So then he hires a team to be around him. He schedules his time. He shows up, he puts in the hours to make the content and then the team takes it and distributes it. And I think that, you know, he doesn't, he, he lets it fly. I think it's, it's even with pen, like he really just lets it fly. And then obviously there's maybe some things that he can't, he needs to be careful of with sports betting and how he languages things. But there's no the number one. There's no filter with him, but that's his brand. Like different brands are different. Like you could have somebody that has to have a filter, but they just put out content nonstop. Um, I, I think it's really just believing that it's kind of like baseball, right? Like a hitter. So if you if you what three hundred is a great batting average, right? But that means you're only hitting three out of ten. So you're striking. You could strike yeah. out seven times, but if you hit you know, a double, a triple and a home run in a game and, or in a week and you strike out seven times, that's a good week. Right. So it's gotta be, it's gotta be somewhat of, I feel like it's, I feel like the parallels like super connected here. I, to me, it's just almost like, like, you know, when Dave or even just like Tommy smokes, right? Like somebody gets, they get in front of the camera, the light comes on. It's like, they believe they have the like the certainty mm-hmm. that they've got the sauce, like they've got the talent, they've got the 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 method to do it. Uh, and same with baseball, like you stand on the mound, you know you've got it. Uh, and and you know in a 
you know, social media role, it's kind of like uh, if you if you're questioning that, you almost fall into the line of like the standard like PC, don't rock the boat. Like you start becoming the person who's like, hey, everyone just wanted to hop on here. And, uh, you know, that you say all the same stuff that everybody else says and you don't ultimately end up standing out and differentiating it and attracting people to your platform. I that, feel like the similarities very strong. No, that that's it. It's it's the belief, right? So it's I know that I'm putting this out. So we don't go into any podcast or any like you know, whether it's scheduling a one-off piece of content to plan it to, you know, not not like it's a script, but like hey, let's plan this shoot, let's go do this, let's do this idea. Like we're going to do it. We're going to do it and we're going to put it out even yeah. if it maybe didn't turn out how we hoped. Yeah. Because we just know we got to get it out. We got to get out content. And I feel like the biggest difference for people at different levels is is once we have the idea and we go execute it, people want to kind of look at things and I don't want to call it nitpicking because you definitely want to like, hey, you want it to look a certain way. I get, I understand that, but this needs to go out at some point. Hmm. And, and if you spend so much time being like, hey, no, let's change this, let's change that. It's like, and then it's, it's like, well, no, just put this out and get on to the next thing. Yeah. The news, the news cycle is 24 hours. Your content cycle is even less. It's about 10 minutes, maybe five if it's a really, really good piece. Um, and I just feel like people are in their own head of what they look like. Um, and, and, you know, and I understand that it's, it's hard to be, but that's the difference between, I think a true professional content creator and somebody that enjoys doing it is that all in belief and just that all in we're fire and clips. What's the level no matter of what preparation? It is, what's the level of preparation for uh, a Dave Portnoy or those guys, <laughs> or is it just off the cuff? I've just got, I got the, I got that kind of sauce. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Dave, Dave has the sauce. I mean, we definitely give him interview outlines. Um, and, you know, we, we want to make sure we're prepped for the shows. I think it just depends on for somebody like him. It depends on the guest. Is he friends with him? Because if he's friends with him, it doesn't. He barely needs anything, if anything at all. And then if he's not, you definitely want to give him the sheet. But he's so busy that he it was so funny. I remember like BFS was the funniest one for me where like we'd make these sheets for all these TikTok kids and that he had no idea who they were. And then the middle of the show, you just see he's like going through the sheet. Like he doesn't have time to prep and he probably didn't even care. Like half the time he just, Got it. he's trying to find like whatever hot button topic he can throw at him. And then sometimes the sheets were wrong. And so he's saying, <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. He was like, we didn't, I didn't know what these people were either. Didn't, didn't somebody get, I don't think it was, it wasn't, definitely wasn't you, but I felt like someone on the BFFs or one of his shows, he like, like at least jokingly fired mid show because something was wrong on the sheet and he was saying stuff like that. I don't know if it was BFS. Yeah, or no, not, I think it was but... I think it was Kareem because Kareem was like in the room. Yes. Yeah. That's who it was. That's yeah, that was who funny. it was. Yeah. I honestly when you're talking about this type of stuff, you, we talk about the similarities to baseball. Like a good a good example of this is when you're like you're hitting on girls at the bar, you know, in my minor league days in comparison to my big league days. I had no issues in any capacity telling somebody that I was I played for the Red Sox when I played for the Red Sox. Like when I was in the big leagues, yeah, I played for the Red Sox. You know, like it, it is what it is. But like when they ask you what you do and you're in the minor leagues, where you're like, well, you know, like I do. I'm in the Red Sox like, organization. Organization, <laughs> yeah. Like it's like it's a whole it's a whole thing, but. Like you're good at baseball, and, and when you go up different levels in baseball, is another good example of this. Is like in the beginning, you're kind of just kind of making sure that you're one, you're not stepping on anyone's toes in the in the club new clubhouse. Two, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. All these different types of stuff, 
And then when you're comfortable with yourself, you just are who you are, and you're great at it, and you just that's when you succeed in the in the biggest capacity. It's like getting through that first, and like you said, you know, Tivo, when you're in the barstool world, and they become a true professional at the content creation game, they've passed that that mental, you know, I don't want to step on anyone's toes, I don't want to do this, I want to, you know, no, the, the mental block's gone now, and now we are doing this as a job. And you have this, and it's always the public perception because that's what's, that's what's holding you back is what you believe other people mm. are thinking about you. Because at the end of the day, if, if I was in my like, – perfect another example is if you treat life like a video game. Like, I could care less what the other little bots in the game think of me. I'm just going to do what I think is going to work. <laughs> so and I'm hard just gonna, to if apply. I had a, Oh, it's unbelievably difficult to apply. And you always have, like, me and Shawnee always talked about this. Like, I, I always had, like, benchmarks. So once I hit this many followers, it's okay. It's legit. Because I would do what I would think. You know, when I'm looking at a page and I'm seeing someone post, if I see them have, oh, they have, oh, they got 20,000. Okay. All right. They're, 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 they're doing this. But, like, you see someone doing it at 400 and you're like, ooh, all right, what are we doing here? But they could just be in the beginning of growing the page. Which yeah. was interesting with me at tick with TikTok because I didn't start trying to grow Instagram until like I already had like five or six or seven thousand followers probably, and so you started getting a little bit of notoriety, all that stuff, and then you start doing it like in TikTok. Like I was posting videos with zero followers, and like you know then seven followers, and trying to get through that mental block. And TikTok was so good at it for me because one they helped you grow a lot, but the other thing was like they didn't. Like Instagram, I, I, I was uh, talking to somebody the other day about why I don't post all my TikToks on Instagram. And I was like, well, Instagram, at least right now, I don't know how to get around it, but Instagram right now immediately sends it to your friends. And a lot of my, fr- I, I, my friends are not my target audience. Like I, like in the restaurant world right now, like I'm posting a lot of TikToks on that. Like I have those hashtags that are going after your, the restaurant people and people that are interested in those hashtags. Instagram, at least not to my knowledge, like it seems like I have to get through a barrier of my buddies of my followers, hmm. and then once they're like, okay, this was okay, then they'll distribute it further. Uh, and I'd, again, they're, they're not who I'm trying to target in this. Like, you know, Brian O'Connor, who's a friend that we talk about on the show constantly, could give a fuck about what I'm saying about how to price the beers and why tipping culture, which I just, I just went on a rant yesterday. I'm going on more rants today about it. But in why tipping culture, you're still paying for this one way or the other. So, he doesn't care about that. He doesn't, you know, he might watch it because, like, oh, it's what's the hell's Pat talking about? But, like, he's not, that's not who, what he cares about. That's not the content he might want to consume whenever he goes on Reels or TikTok. So it is, it's trying to get past that barrier. And then once you do, and TiVo, you've seen this on a larger scale, obviously, but once you do, and like, you get that little bit of notoriety. You know, when, when Marty was coming around the bars and, and Rio was coming around the bars and all of those, and, and Tivo, obviously, you were part of that group. Like, but you see that, you know, Marty and Rio would get stopped. You know, they would you know, have to say hello to people, take pictures with people, specifically Rio. Rio was, you know, was really blowing up at the time. And so, you know, now it's like, okay, yeah, yeah she makes funny TikToks and Rio is really good at what she does. But, like, oh, she, it's legitimized. Like, okay, yeah, I should be doing this. Uh, and this is what I, this is not weird anymore. Like if I talk to you know a buddy about you know someone who just started out and who posts a lot, Kevin Tarka, for example, he he didn't just start out, but he's, he posts quite a bit. 
and a, and a buddy who does the same content but has you know, a million followers, like let's say Gary V. Like, oh no, but that's Gary. Well, you're just the difference between the two is is you could go a little bit on do you, who knows more, right? Who you're more likely to listen to. So okay, he has a little more life experience, Gary, and that's why we listen to him over Kevin. Let's say, but you know they're posting the similar stuff. If, if, if the content is the same, really, it's just the person posting it, and that's that's human nature, and that's why I think we get into these positions where we're a little bit nervous to post. Yeah, it's like, why I'm the of, fuck we listen to you, Sean? Right? I'm of the belief that that humans have a sixth sense for like the uh, authenticity is not the is not the word I really want to looking for here, but it's like. It's like there's almost like a sixth sense for like a bullshit meter. I think that they can see. I think that you can sense when, like, like I say something versus Tony Robbins says the exact same thing. Like, there's almost just like the 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 character, the experience, the belief, the certainty, like all that stuff, like in the voice and in the words. Like, I think you can see between the words, between the lines of what they're saying, and I think you can. I think you can feel that in the way somebody. That presents, and I, I, I think that that is a huge reason why some people. Where yeah, I've always thought that. Where it's just like we're all saying the same stuff here. Why is his stuff resonating and my, and my stuff not? Uh, and I will say, like, even as like my life experience has grown. Now, granted, I'm not blowing up on any platforms, but like, like right now on Twitter, I, I feel like I'm pretty free flowing with the stuff that I I say. I think that there's like I'm not really trying to. I'm not really trying to like overshoot what I do, like, or who I am. I'm not trying to be something I'm not. I'm not trying to be like motivational Sean or anything like that. I'm just kind of like, just kind of like flipping out what's going on in my mind. And it's, it is not a lot, but it is like an effortless follower growth. Like if I'm just putting my thoughts out there, like I'm getting a couple, I'm getting a couple, I'm getting a couple. And you, you know, I know, man, like we've been through the, through the throes of, of this uh, follower extraction game where it's like, uh, I mean, I, you could you could post one time and lose thirty followers in five seconds. I know. Honestly, though, like, and it, and it goes back to TiVo's point, though. The difference between a, a content creation spe- a, a professional, yeah, and the, an amateur, and then I think me and you fall somewhere in the middle. Yeah, you know, we go through our ebbs and flows of trying, and then you know we we take a break, and then we're trying again. We get motivated. We, we want to take a break, like, and it's like. Like I actually saw a post. I, I don't know if it was Hermosi or somebody the other day. They said, "You don't need to find your voice. You've already found it. Mm. You're just scared to say it." Yeah. And yep. and it is. It's like you know, I'm not. I know exactly what I want to say, and that's why I've gone on TikTok recently. If you guys look at my recent TikTok videos, it's been the restaurant stuff. It's been responding to people's questions and and yeah. coming back at me for things. And it's I'm trying to do the Bob Menery because I don't know if you guys have been following the Bob Menery saga, but he has been all over the board the past you know two months uh and one of the things he likes to do is and dave might be similar i don't know tivo but it's like a you know it's always one take i don't i'm just gonna if i screw up i'm just gonna keep going and just because that's what happens and i like that i like the like the just the the straight um just the straight shooter and just come, i'm coming out and talking to you and not try to be so elegant with what mm. you're saying and just coming out and saying it and being like a normal person because that's who people are going to resonate with anyway. So like you said, like it's trying to get to that next level. Hiring TiVo. 
was uh, a play for me, not only that I like TiVo and I think he's good at what he does, but it's a play for me to try to get that little bit closer to that content creation specialist or uh, professional because I believe it's important for what I do. I got asked last night, why do, I, why do I post on these platforms? And I say, honestly, a couple reasons, but the main reason is because people like to do business with people who have a following. It not only will, if I ever, let's say I ever sold a product other than my bars and stuff like that, like that would help, obviously, you know, getting a following that people believe in, that obviously helps. But like, you know, people come to McSwiggins, people come to Green Rock and they, you know, they DM me on Twitter, they do this, they do that. And they go, where are, where are you, Pat? Are you here? And so like those people ordinarily might not come to that. They might, you know, they may have been in the city and they came over to Hoboken because they wanted to see if Pat was at one of his bars. You know, those things help. And slowly trying to get to that point where you're growing the following and you're becoming that professional and whether it becomes a Dave thing where like, all right, obviously I'm doing a ton of other stuff um, and, and, and TiVo is my guy. Let's say you know, I get rich enough where I can just bring TiVo on and he's just my, my, my guy if you ever wanted to do that. But like, you get to that professionalism level where it's, hey, listen, like TiVo said, Miami video is a great example. You know, this is what, what it was. It wasn't exactly the way I wanted it. It wasn't exactly like uh, you know what I feel like my quote unquote brand is. But it's like this has to go out eventually, and it will. I probably should just release it anyway. But it has to go out eventually. I shouldn't have brought this video up. Like fucking six months. <laughs> it has to go out eventually, but that's part of becoming that. Like I said, that professional. And like another good example is Marty Mush. Uh, Marty is uh, is an interesting character on screen, but he is definitely playing a character. Like anyone that knows Marty or, or Matt is his actual name off camera knows he doesn't act like that. Yeah, of course he does call you some of the same words that he uses on, 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 on camera, but like he's a normal person pretty much. Like he's, he's a nice guy. And so it's just so different, but it's again, like you said, it's, the, it's all about the buy-in and where you want to be, what you want to gain out of this, what it, and what are you willing to put into doing it in order to become that, that content professional and, and let things flow. So it's, it's an interesting thing. Tiba, you got anything out of that? Well, I, if, you know, if we're talking about the Miami video and talking about us as a team here, it's like that was obviously a not a sore subject's not the right word, but I was like, hey, dude, let's put this out. Like this is right up our alley. Your audience is similar to a Barstool audience. I think it was like a great – video but then so i go back to this week with the clips and you got i was like hey like you know these clips are all dan you're not in them what do you think and you and you're like thought about it, and you're like oh, let's post them and then you know let's post them and then literally 10 minutes later you're like i'm posting this now get it out let's get it out and i'm like okay like i like i appreciate the appreciate the you know on the ball of getting it out i'm like but where's this with all the other clips i send you that you're in and that i'm like hey pat we should post this on your instagram hey pat like this would be a good one let's try this and you know you're honest you're completely honest you're like yeah i don't know like i'm a little i, th- I double clutch and i think about it but mm-hmm. I, and here so one more point and then we'll toss it to the group that that clip did not perform overly well and no. that's because and that's because now if dan took that clip and posted it on his his p- profile, I bet that thing would take off. It would get tons of mm-hmm. engagement. It's a great clip. It's well edited, but that's not your audience. And that's what I keep trying mm-hmm. to pitch to you. I'm like, hey, I think this is good for your audience. I think your audience will like that. And we, we honestly, on your big Instagram account, your main one, like we just don't have enough sample size to say whether I'm right or wrong. Because obviously the helicopter video did good. 
We don't know yep. about any anyway, of some of the things I've told you to post that you did post didn't perform overly well. Hand up. I know that. But it's it's like baseball. I need a I need 100 at bats before you can come to me and say, hey, this isn't working. I need 100 at bats. Mm-hmm. And if 30 of them hit, I can I'm batting 300 like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. No, listen, it, it, it's always sample size. You have to figure out exactly what works. And that's why, you know, me and Sean have talked over the years where, you know, again, we go through our ebbs and flows of trying. And it's, be, you know, I always just was going to keep going and keep posting. It's going to take breaks every now and again, but I'm going to keep posting, keep doing things. Because as I got better, the more I did it and the more I realized what my audience liked and what I was trying to post and, and all of those types of things. So you're right. There are certain, there's a certain, you know, you have to post more, specifically in regards to this podcast currently, because we're honestly in the last, you know, since we, Tiba, how long have you been on the podcast now? I had two, was it June, July? Yeah, two and a half months. Two and a half Three. months. So, and, and you were doing stuff with me as early as, Jan- as, was that January? January. Yeah. January. So, like, we are getting there. You know, it seems baby steps sometimes in, in how we're posting and all that stuff, but, uh, or at least how I'm posting, but like it is, it's like it's like trying to get to that level where you're just like, all right, just fucking do it, just you know, just go ahead, post what we well, need. We talked Tebow, about who, we talked about you giving me the keys to like your Instagram. Yeah, I just don't know bit. how to do that. Yeah, well, and you can have them. We should, you can have them. <laughs> you can have them. I don't know. I, don't, I just Clip don't know it. how to give you. I, and I don't know how. I don't even know my Instagram password. If well, it we, ever, if I ever had to re-log in, <laughs> yeah, well, we should we should probably figure that out because I think we should uh, be posting on your account. We should be duetting at least one clip a week, and I have all those baseball clips that are pretty duetting ever- or wait, duetting or the collaboration. Yeah, collab, collab Collabs. on Instagram. Because like, I think I honestly, our Instagram, we've had some like we had the one the Bud Light clip popped off. That was hilarious because that was like the first yeah. week. And uh, it still gets a ton of engagement. But, I mean, over like, over two months for a brand-new Instagram account that you know, you've collabed with once or twice that's really just putting clips out into the void a little bit, it's like we're doing the right things. We're getting you know, hundreds of views, thousands of views, and we're, you know, the follower counts are always hard to yeah, we're, rake yeah, in. We're up, but like, above 100, 107 right now. That's, pretty, that's, pretty, that's way more than no, I thought. No, I'm ha- – like I said, without – like we're just starting a new Instagram account. Like that's pretty good, and I just – I think you're, you're the, your Instagram account is the catalyst for your brand. And so we need to – we just – from a strategic standpoint, that's why you brought me on. I keep telling him, like, hey, we got we to gotta use your Instagram. Like you got to just – let me do it so you don't have to think about it. And then when that I way, when people, that, <laughs> that way, if people come to you, which they probably won't because <laughs> like the, the, you know, the social media life cycle of things is 60 seconds. But if people come to you and like, what is this? What do you post that? What is that? Like, oh, that wasn't me. That was that fucking TiVo guy. <laughs> well, listen, I, I say it's funny enough. You say that because one, let's just beat around the, it's not beat around the bush here. Let's cut to the chase. Everyone knows what I'm doing on social media. Like, all my friends are not – like, when they see a podcast clip, they're not like, oh, Pat has a podcast? What a loser. Right. Like, everyone knows already. Like, I've already told people. <laughs> so it's not like I'm hiding anything anymore. So I don't know why I just don't post it. But uh, also, it's funny enough you say that because in my, bu- in my business, whether it's me doing it or somebody else doing it, I really enjoy giving people plausible deniability. And so, like, for example, you talk about, like, maybe, um, you know, you know, donations, co- political contributions, you know, anything like anything in that realm or even just, like, getting on people for certain things that they're not allowed to do at the bar. I'm very – it's important to me that either I or somebody close to them, like a direct manager, 
maintains a good relationship with the staff or whoever it is they're doing. It's important. They, they should have that. And it's always it's the reason why good cup, bad cup has worked forever. So plausible deniability, I've always said, is like, listen, all right, talk to me about it. All right, uh, you know, we'll come to an agreement and say, all right, well, listen, this is going to be upsetting to them or whatever. Just say, hey, listen, you got overruled, and it's – I don't care if these people like me. And so similar to what you said, plausible deniability with this is like – if I, when I am uncomfortable, which is inevitable, let's just call a spade a spade here. I'm going to get uncomfortable about this. But if, if and when something gets posted that I'm uncomfortable about, I'll be like, oh, something got posted? I definitely didn't watch that 43 different times this morning. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> something got posted? I guess TiVo must have done something. Ah, you know TiVo. He's, a, he's crazy. So, <laughs> but it is. You're right. It, it, it does help people get through that little a bit of a barrier. And honestly, I've, I've, I've heard the guys that I would consider professionals at this do similar stuff. I don't know that they're doing plausible deniability, but maybe they are. Maybe they are you know, uncomfortable too because even when I was in the big leagues, there's always something that you find that you're uncomfortable about. You know, When I got to the big leagues, I didn't mind telling people I played for the Red Sox because I did, but I was really hoping they wouldn't look at my stats because I was terrible. <laughs> and like, there's, you always find something <laughs> like, oh, that you're we'll never completely satisfied. <laughs> oh, well, you I actually just- are in the Red Sox. How'd you do last I, time? Oh, fucking atrocious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just, I love every project that I'm on right now. It, it is like, I really enjoy doing it besides being friends with you guys and hanging out. Like, I appreciate you having me here. And because I like the vision, I like the journey. And I feel like we've got one foot in the pool, you know? I, I really want to dive in. I feel like you said baby steps when we're growing. Well, but I, I want I want to see I want to see if we fucking put gas in this Ferrari and go full pedal because these dude the mm. clips are great I mean yeah. these are top oh, of the are. line they are fantastic clips. and hey, here's I a think question it, for you yeah go ahead Let's have, I have a question this is a great episode. Episode. I don't know if anybody's gonna listen to this but I think this episode is like this could be like a springboard. Yeah, twenty nine minutes lead clip. Twenty nine minutes, Sean lead, lead clip. clip. <laughs> That's actually excellent really good. audio. Good, good, yeah, excellent <laughs> audio. Um, but let's have a social media meeting while we're on the pod here. So, you, I don't remember what I was going to ask you now. What were we just saying? Uh, I don't know. You, you stopped me. I, I'll, I I'll continue with my point. So this is Go, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like um, a good example because I was on the music and on tour is like an, a musical artist that got really famous and blew up for this certain sound. It's like, let's call it an EDM DJ. They have the fun drops and everybody's dancing and ultra type of stuff. And then they're coming out, they, you know, they're like, I love doing that, it, um, but I'm going to create a different sound. And they're still self-conscious about it because they know it's going to be different. They know they got this big following from this one specific, maybe one song or maybe one album that had the same sound. And they're like, hey, I'm going to create a totally different sound. I know it's going to be different. I'm telling you it's going to be different. I hope you'll listen and give it a try. But even that artist knows. He's like, hey, like, not everybody's going to like this. But I want to do it because I'm passionate about it. Or I want to be in, the, in this, you know, I want to try and make this sound. So they're going to put this album out. And let's say they have 100,000 ravaging fans. 70% of them might listen to that and hate it, but maybe there's 30% that love it. And so like that, that's kind of that thing with your social media following. That's like, you know, you built this brand around your baseball and I think the podcast and barstool and just kind of like you're in your lane, you created your lane, which is great. And I, I don't think you need to end that lane, which like killing baseball Pat was kind of the conversation when we started. I don't think you need to kill off baseball Pat. Cause we've talked about baseball, but I think you're opening up yourself to this new, you know, like higher production of your podcast and clips and you're a little self-conscious about it because it's something new. It's not your lane, 
but you got to just you got to feed your audience it because hey if five percent like it or ten percent like it that's great and maybe that'll build a new audience yeah i really enjoy the thought there you talk about the you talk about the dan go one super not uncomfortable posting it didn't oh, care you put it like this Post. Yep. I mean, hey, post. That's so, and honestly, so fascinating, I post, honestly. So, so fast. Uh, TiVo, send me the link. I'm po- and I was like, oh, I'll get it up on Twitter later. You're like, no, 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 TiVo, now. We need to do it now. <laughs> now, TiVo. <laughs> it's so true. Like, we got it up on like, Twitter. Okay. We got, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got it up on Twitter. I got it up on TikTok. I got it up on Instagram. I was engaging with all of our platforms via all these platforms. <laughs> like, which which proves the point. You believe in the content. You just don't believe when you see yourself on I screen. Don't, I don't believe in myself, guys. This is should be the title of the podcast. Pat doesn't believe in himself. But it is it's 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 honestly it's true. And it's like you, you see these things, you're like, ah oh, God, and you kick yourself in the fa- you don't kick yourself in the face. But you kick yourself in the ass and you're like, Come on, like you, what are you doing here? Like just do it. Because you're it's a it's a great example of what you said, Tivo, is like you posted that Dan Go thing, had no reservations about it. In fact, you were more like you were guns a blazing on it, and it didn't perform that well because that's not what our audience. That was the first time for. you reprimanded me for working for you. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'll get it up later on Twitter." You're like, "No, no." <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, just for people that are not in our group chat, that is not what <laughs> by any means. But, but you're right. It is. It's such a fascinating. A fascinating thought. And me, again, this is just, you guys are really just getting, and TiVo's getting an inside look at what me and Sean have talked about over the last decade of living in Hoboken. When Sean, well, not even now. It's actually less than a decade. We're talking about probably five years because Sean mentioned to me Gary V, which is when this started in spring training of 2017 when I played for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, that was the, the real beginning. So we're talking six years, over six years now of actually attempting on social media and talk about uncomfortability. Back when I was playing for AAA, the Pirates, me like I was, I was, I was doing like Instagram lives. I was doing all this oh, stuff, tough, and I man. was, ga- I was gaining though. Like I had people that were like, I remember you know telling people like I went out there and threw a two piece nug, uh, be- and people took to that because it was like you know obviously a play on chicken McNuggets, but like people were t- like I was getting a following, but it was so difficult. People in the clubhouse did not were not shy about making fun of me for this. And I, but I just kept pushing through it. And again, you're talking about six years of these types of conversations between Sean and I about how to grow, what are we doing, should we even doing this, are we seeing a return on this, like all of these different types of things. And you know, we're still here six years later having very similar conversations and you know, taking these baby steps. Now, I will give myself credit because I like to. We have been taking steps. Like we're, they may be small ones, but steps have, are we're going in the right direction. We're not sitting still. But I, I love I, you know you get me you know Tivo probably once every two weeks gets me hyped up to just just go go guns a blazing all this and just give you the keys. Um, and we're gonna do that I, on our post post um, podcast meeting here. I'm gonna fi- we're gonna figure out. You gotta tell me how to give you the keys. I'll find out my my password. You can just have it. Um, and then it's just a go. Just, just go ahead and do it. I will, I will certainly try not to look at times, <laughs> but it is. You just, you just, you just got to do it. If I have, if I really want to do something in this world and, and, and go, 
I might, I might as well give it a shot. I give well, it like a full started, college I try. I said it was, yeah, full college try. It was a two-pronged approach, right? The podcast was one, and then when you do, you know, you go on your trips or your business meetings, you know, maybe those yeah. pick up in the fall and winter again, and, you know, we try to figure out what you can do, whether you're by yourself or I swing with you and come with, you know, make some content on those trips. It's like that two-pronged approach, and I think they merge together. It's like when you start doing stuff in the real world and you bring it back to the show and you have footage – then it then it becomes this thing. It's like, oh, Pat's world comes together once a week on this podcast and distributes out. And so I think we're we're doing a great job of doing good shows. I think our shows are good. Our conversations are good. Our clips are professional level. And so we just got to start getting people used to watching that. And again, your thirty three thousand followers, whatever you have, if ten percent of those buy in, that's great. And then once we start merging in your life and baseball and business and all that, I just I really think that's the formula. That, that works. It's raw. It's it's you as a person. That's what Sean said in the beginning is it's the personality that people buy into. And just by giving them more and giving more, it's like you're going to turn off a lot of people, sure. But the ones that you activate are going to follow you and, and you know watch all, everything. Let's take it one step further and continue to make fun of me on this because it is, I'm just realizing certain things as we talk about it. And – uh, so if you go, I to my admire brand, you. I, by the way, I, I'm not trying to make fun of you. I, I I think you put yourself out there, and you're very successful in business. And, and I'm just trying to get you. You're, you're like one foot in the water. I'm like, dude, just get in the pool. You're already out there. You're already in the. You're yeah, already no, listen, in the pool. There's a reason why that we we brought you on. It's because I yeah, I needed someone to push me, and you have the personality. We have the the past relationship and friendship to kind of be be comfortable enough to push me. But it's what's funny here. And it's so ridiculous when you start thinking about stuff. This is why I love, and I've referenced Don Carmen in years past, because Don Carmen, for, I don't know if I've ever referenced it with TiVo, but he was the sports psychologist or the lead sports psychologist with Scott Boris. So he, he's this, I would love to have him on the podcast. He'll never come. But he is, he is like the biggest straight shooter in the world. Like the, if, if you're calling him after a start, you pitch bad, you're doing this, he'll just be like, flat out, like you're a fucking joke, man. Like, what do you? That's what you. That was your approach today. Instead of being like, you know, the sports psychologist with the teams, we're like, well, how did you feel about that? And what are your thoughts? Like, it was such did a you different mom approach. Yell at but you as, as a kid, <laughs> exactly. But as a as an athlete and as a guy who wasn't, I didn't like to be, you know, pussyfooted around on. I loved that. I enjoyed that. It was a good. It was like it, it was real. It wasn't like the you know the bullshit. But something that like. I, I realize, is, and this is one of the reasons I talk about Don Carmen is because when you talk about something, he always said that if you, if you start thinking about something else in your brain, you lose your train of thought. So talking out a problem is good because you'll come to the solution faster. And something that we've been talking about here that has, I, I've thought about, when I'm actually just myself, like these, these posts I've recently done on the restaurants and on TikTok, I, I feel I'm just, I'm just going. I'm just talking about how big of an idiot some of these comments are, and I'm just going. Like, I'm not thinking about it. And like Sean said, what's up, guys? You know, we're here today. You know? like, but when I do that, the fake version of myself, I, that's when I'm the max uncomfortable when I'm posting it. But when I'm the normal person, I'm just doing what I'm doing, and I'm just being myself. No, one, I'm no longer worried about what people think of me because people that know me already know this is who I am. Like, I'm not someone different. And two, it's just like a comfortable way of talking because this is exactly how I talk with Sean or talk with TiVo or anybody who I work with. So like there was no like it's, – it's this person that I'm faking at times that's uh, uncomfortable because I realize that people that I know that I'm worried about judging me are coming on and seeing a different person. Who the fuck is that guy? Like, why, is, why is Pat talking like that? That doesn't make any sense. That's ridiculous. 
But like when I come on and I just just go ahead and talk about baseball, or go ahead and talk about restaurants, or I make fun of Sean, you know, Sean's audio, or I make fun of TiVo, or whatever the case may be. Like it is just me, and I do that with them, so they know who I am already. So it's like a weird. I don't even know how to explain it and what the what the what the you know the reference is, but it's this weird place to be in, where like I should just be myself. That's who I'm trying to be is just myself. But for some reason, I sometimes become this other guy, and then that's when I get uncomfortable. But I don't want to be that guy. I don't know why I'm doing that because that makes me uncomfortable, and I don't want to do it. It's a weird place, and you guys are getting a real inside look into Pat's brain here and how it operates. Yeah, but because it's 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 a crazy world. The thing is, is that that's how everybody's brain operates. Like it's literally across the board, like at all. And like the guys who like who have broken through, it's like they have broken through that like common man, like brainwave psychology, neuroscience uh, pattern. And uh, and there is, I mean, some some neuroscience that you could put behind it. But my, the thing that's really kind of on my head here as we're like wrapping up is like to me it's like and pat and i have had this we're not like not fighting but we've butt heads on like social strategies over the last like year like i'm not really posting much of anything right now uh and you're always looking for like the how do i you know how do a small set small set small set small set and, and that's awesome and i think that that i think that on some level that works but i think it's like i don't believe in like the how to's i don't believe in like the hashtags like last night you were talking about like seo and your TikTok content uh like look this is what do we got here my heart stops in 10 minutes uh but uh like i don't believe in the uh, i don't believe in like this the strategies and the step by steps like i don't think that i don't think i don't think that viral people need that i don't think the people that really break through and get to that level actually need those uh uh, you know, I don't think they need that like strategy. I think that's for the people that are trying to take those incremental steps. Like I think us having been in this game for so long, like I don't think we should be looking for the got three more followers, five more followers. I think we should be looking for like the 300s, the 500s. Like when I posted that one post on TikTok, and I know Patrick, you've been there as well, where it's like I got 20,000 followers in a day. And I don't know why that post did what it did, but like I, I think it is, I think like the real growth strategy isn't those like granular steps on how to grow on social or grow just your brand and at, at all. Like, I think it is, is like, how do we get you? How do we get me same? Like we're in the same boat. How do we get us to like peel back the curtain entirely, be, be completely out there, be completely, uh, you know, exactly who we are. We mean, mean you say this all the time, we're watching TV and we're like, man, if we could just put the camera on us now, but we can't know the camera's there, uh, we, we'd kill it, right? <laughs> yeah. Because, because that's, that's, you know, that's, that's what we're doing and that's who we are. So it's like, to me, it's like the real strategy for growth is what, how can we, how can we become that person? How can we become the, uh, the, the Dave Portner who does, there's no difference between cam and reality. Ralph Waldo Emerson said something like, like the ultimate victory is like when the voice you hear, the voice that speaks when you're in solitude becomes the voice that everyone else is here. That's when you've broken through. And I think like, so for my, like, and when I think through my own social right now, I'm like, which of these platforms allows me to speak that voice? Uh, and it's Twitter for me, right? Like I go on Instagram and as soon as I hit this pose, like it's a different guy. It's a different guy that comes out. So I'm like, I, you know, I don't really want to do that. That doesn't, that's, I can't get that. I can't get Sean out when I'm doing those things. Uh, and, 
Like I, to me, that's the growth strategy. And then I think if you layered the, all the other stuff that you've learned over the, over the time, we layer the TiVo clips and all of those things, uh, that's where, I think that's where it becomes explosive. So in my mind, like the real growth strategy is like, we have all those tactics like fucking in the bag. It's like, now it's like, we're almost turned into like a Tony Robbins uh, deal. It's like, how do we unleash the power within, right? Like, I think that I really, I, but I really think that's what it is because I, I don't think any, every single person on this, on this show has that. Like we all have our little unique uh, virality to our personalities, but can we get it to show consistently? And, and it's the same thing. It's the pitching. Patrick used to say this all the time when you were pitching, right? You were like, like, I'll be like, how do you pitch? And you're just like, I just go up there and I throw as hard as I fucking can. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and then at the end, when you were not so good, you were, I remember, I remember one time you were on the mound uh, in Tacoma and we had been talking about getting over to your left side a little bit more. And you were like, you were like rotating your left foot out or like you were like opening more to get, to get over there. And, and I remember dad, we were watching on TV and dad was like, oh, he's doing what you told him to do. And I was like, oh God, this is so bad. Like he can't be focusing on that on the mound because now he's like trying to like pop it and I'm going to, I'm trying to hit my spot. Okay, we're going to do this thing. I'm focusing on this. And that's where shit hits the fan. It's like always the guys who just boom, like those are the guys who are always killing. Then they come back to the weight room and you're like, hey, let's do a deadlift. And they're like, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Like, those are the guys who are freaking killing it in every, in every aspect of high level performance. And that's What's to it? me is where we're at. Yeah, the thing, the, the my, and I'll take that one step further. And what I believe is the actual, like the th the actual thing that is the one that does it, is that un unwavering belief in yourself. Yeah, that's it. So like, once you had, so when I was good, I had no clue how I threw strikes. I just did. And, and that when eventually I started losing that belief in that I could do it, then I was like, well, I need to know how I did it. I don't know how I did that. Fuck. How do I how do I go back to that? Because I didn't know how the fuck to go back to that. Because, but that never takes place if you have an unwavering belief in yourself. Yeah. So I never like when I first left baseball. I never I never I blamed. I had one coach that I thought planted a bad seed in my head. It kept going. Blah 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 blah. Right. As I grew up, I stopped blaming that coach about planting the seed because I was like, okay, maybe the mental thing just wasn't part of my talent repertoire. There was something in there that I wasn't the complete talent that a Mookie Betts is, you know, that a Mike Trout is. You know, they have a complete talent, not only a physical gift, but they have that mental gift that I am unwavering and I, I know I'm fucking great at this. And they never needed that. Like when I always said, like when I came up, and this is something that I look back on my career now and say, well, this is what I need. Similar to what, you know, you know, we talk about the content creation, and maybe this is a step I should take now because I'm thinking about this again. But I look back, every level I progressed, I needed a little bit of, of, of success early on, and then I was fine. I was like, oh, I can compete here. But having that little bit of a doubt was the, what ended up, you know, that part of my brain is what ended up killing my career because at, at every level, I would have a little bit of success, a little bit of success, a little bit of success. And I went, I went, I went, I went, I went, and I was fine. Like, and then one time, I stopped having that little bit of success. And I was still fucking great. I mean, think about this, guys. I don't know if everyone's a baseball fan that listened to this, but I, threw, I, I topped out at 102 miles an hour. I threw the ball fucking hard. I was in the top 0.0000000 a lot of more zeros, 1% of the world that could ever throw a baseball in the history of the world. Like, I threw the ball hard as shit. 
And then I had Splitter that it was supposedly one of the best splitters in baseball at the time, right? I had it. I had the physical gifts. And so it wasn't that I, when I got to the big league level that I couldn't compete against those guys. I mean, I got Miguel Cabrera never got a hit off me. Todd Frazier never got a hit off me, even though he wasn't as hard as people might think. Um, you know, there were certain guys that just – I throw these huge names at you that were over against me, and it, it was a great, great thing, right? But I needed that little bit of success, and that, and that little self-doubt, again, the complete baseball player that you see, the Mike Trouts and the Mike Mookie Betts and the Clayton Kershaws and all these people. Like, even Clayton Kershaw, is he a complete pitcher? Because you talk about playoffs – there's a little bit of doubt in there that he's always been that guy that couldn't do it in the playoffs. So, like, but why? Same fucking guys as there was in the, in the regular season that he absolutely shit on. So, like, it, there's these things that you talk about a complete, you know, person. And you talk, go to the content professionals. You talk about Dave Portnoy. You know, he didn't probably need a little bit of success. He just was, I'm just going. This is who I am. Yeah. This is what I do. And this is just what I am and how I do it. And so you, you have that. You need that in and, and certain things to get. Now, I don't know that you, it's absolutely necessary in the content world to get to the Dave Portnoy level. Like, you could just, you know, maybe you just do. You bring on a TiVo. You bring on a Dave Portnoy team. You say, all right, I'm just going to come out. I'm going to create. I'm do my thing. Go ahead, guys. Do your thing. And then maybe Dave's uncomfortable with some certain things that are posted. And, you know, maybe he's like, oh, God. You know, I sound, I sound a little weird there. You know, you're just human nature, right? But – you just let it flow. You just let it go and, and do your thing. And he's developed an eye over his career of, like, he knows what's good content to him. So he knows when he's doing it that was good or that wasn't. And yeah. even if it wasn't his best, he knows things still got to go out. Um, yeah. But he just knows what good content is. And I think that's a skill that I've, I've worked on as well. Just, you know, not at his level, but the reason why I got to where I was is I have an eye and I, I know what's good. And, you know. Is it across every genre? Not necessarily, no. But you know, you got you got to know what's good. And if you if you if you're trying your best to put out what's the best content for what you're making, you just got to get it out there. It's it's a numbers yeah. game. Like Sean said, I you agree. want that one that gets you twenty thousand followers, but that one clip, you don't know what that one clip necessarily is. You got to put out a hundred, and then a couple of those, you know, pop. Yeah, and again, that's what. And again, props to me. And we'll end with props to me. Uh, pat on my back. The, why we brought TiVo on is because I thought that he had an eye for what, at least what me and Sean were looking for. We're, you know, we're still you know, these guys that are normal people. You know, we, we resonate with a lot of what Barstool does. I mean, perfect example, I came out against Andrew Tate on TikTok, and I hemorrhaged followers for a long time. <laughs> that audience, that Dave Portnoy audience, even though Dave has come out against Andrew Tate, they resonate. They're similar-minded people. They resonate with that Andrew Tate st- type stuff too, and so you know, TiVo was a good example. You know, if I went and got, you know, I don't know, and an example off the top of my head, but like if I went and got a different producer that might not have those same thoughts, might not have worked at Barstool, know what an eye, what the Barstool audience looks for, it might not work as well. Uh, so, props to me, guys. Props to me for for really doing a great job here. Uh, I'm really, really excited about where we're going. And guys, just so you know, I'm putting a disclaimer. TiVo's posting everything right now, from now on at, on Instagram. So, Chuck, DM him if you <laughs> something goes wrong. Uh, great show, right, guys. I love this. Next time, hopefully, um, you know, we can keep this 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 story story going. But uh, and Sean has audio and doesn't zip and unzip things. But guys, have a great week, or I hope you had a great weekend. And uh, until next time, we'll see you.